from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Theo is not a happy man because his quarterback, his QB1, Pat Mahomes, yeah. dropped. He's dropped in the top 10. The best NFL players. Man's hurt. I can see it. I just feel disrespected, man. <laughs> I just personally feel like there's there's direct uh-huh. slights uh-huh. at my guy this whole offseason. And I'm not sure where the hate is coming from, but Still, I know it will be worked out. From an objective standpoint, Patrick Mahomes, the first half of last year, was like kind of just above average, right? I mean, I, to, to his standards, a little. No, a little. I think to quarterback standards. I remember the talk. And I remember some of the stats, right? And some of the, that's, I think, where the street ball term came from because a lot of the times he was getting himself into situations, trying to extend plays that he really shouldn't have. But I don't think that it was anything that uh, surprised me or anything that I thought was bad. Oh, sorry, Mr. Quarterback. Yeah. Just, I, I think I, I, if, I, if I could use your words against you, I think you got sucked into that narrative. Just mm. like, you know, whatever. People got sucked into thinking this guy was playing bad. How dare, never, this guy was, this guy, How dare you? This guy was never <laughs> necessarily his play. Never he just dropped that off, dropped off the cliff like that. He, uh, it, it was a lot of, and again, I wasn't technically a Chiefs fan at the time, but I was watching. I was watching close. You know, <laughs> I don't even know if you were. I was. I was watching. I was seeing <laughs> yeah. all those games. I don't think. I. I actually don't know if he was. Half you the games were prime time. Game. Half the games were prime time, so you had to watch it. And Man. and because remember those that was the Ravens game that was on what Monday Night Football. They had the Bills mm-hmm. game that was on Sunday Night Football. The I way remember this all of dude them. is about to flip the switch from miserable Panthers fan to arrogant <laughs> Chiefs fan is going to be absolutely incredible. And he is seamlessly transitioning into the arrogant Chiefs fan I mean, part. I, I'm just trying to lay this stuff out for y'all because I, I, I can tell you guys aren't used to seeing what winning looks like you on think? the professional level. Dude, I understand have you, that. So, have you seen the D-Rob acquisition for these Chiefs, Demarcus Robinson? Demarcus Robinson? Or, or, I mean, or, or somewhere else. The, the, okay, I apologize yeah. because he looks really good. I forgot what uniform he's wearing right uh, The now. Ravens, right? Yeah, you know, that's what it is. I wanted to bring that up to you guys because they finally gave the Ravens somebody. Demarcus Robinson looks He's good. good. He's good. Good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he came from a place where he was playing with one of the greatest to ever do it, so it makes sense why he's <laughs> developed in that way. But what I will say is this. For the Kansas City Chiefs, what Patrick Mahomes was struggling with last year was he was, again, he was he wanted to continue to be Patty Mahomes' home run, electric plays. Right. It's the regular season. He knows he's going to be there when it comes to January and February. So he was trying to still have fun while getting to the end. Because I know for other teams, the journey doesn't matter. It's just about the destination. But when you've already done it and you're used to doing it, you know, the journey is everything, baby. You know, Have you read The Alchemist? Uh, no. Yes. It's all about the journey, man. I'm pretty sure that's, uh, they, they've banned that in schools now <laughs> in it's Florida. All, so you're not going to be reading that anytime it's soon. All, it's all about basking in the journey. If you don't enjoy the journey like Patrick Mahomes was trying to do, then sometimes the outcome doesn't matter as much. He wanted both. Now he knows he has to take what the defense gives him, and he'll be doing that. Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, Sky Moore. You know what I'm saying? Do I Need I continue? Miko Hardman, Travis Kelsey. I mean, where where did Sky Moore go to college? Uh, Baylor. Don't try me, dog. I don't think that's true at all. That's true. Look it up. No, it's not. Look it up right now. I guarantee it's not true. All right, look it up. He well, he's me doing on my that. Team. Well, he's on that journey, and I'm from Texas. Theo's talking about journeys and endpoints and all that. The journey <laughs> matters and the destination matters at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, Western Michigan. That it, <laughs> Baylor. <laughs> Kalamazoo is nowhere near Waco. <laughs> 
Nowhere near. I remember this guy when he was in high school, and he was leaning Baylor. He had the hat flip thing, and I forgot that he threw the Baylor hat to the left and picked up the Western Michigan. But Sky Moore's going to be good. But you can easily drive from Kalamazoo to Waco and all points in between in your Kia from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. (laughs) It's where I got my automobile, my Kia K5 GT. And here's the journey part I was mentioning, because at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, for me, the journey... Once you're at the dealership, is always the worst part of buying a car because you feel like you're getting hassled and you feel like you're getting pressured and there's a lot of numbers being thrown your way and you don't feel like anybody's genuine. That's been my car buying experience until I went to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, where one human being comes up and says, Mr. Lavica, can I help you? What are you looking for? You say, oh, I want something that's sporty or I want something for the family, something that's fuel efficient, maybe all of those things. There's plenty of keys to check all those boxes. You go test drive the automobile. But then this part of the journey is always the worst for me. All right, let's talk about dollars. Mm. Now, I have spent a good portion of my life with horrific credit. I mean, bad credit. I mean, embarrassing credit. Don't want to admit it to my parents, the entire thing. Okay. And that's okay. At Greenway Kia West Palm Beach because there are bank reps on site. There is a credit clinic on site to help you. They are going to run the numbers. They are going to find the creditor that's going to help you get not only your monthly payment, but an affordable monthly payment so you're not worried about other payments. They don't want to be the source of your concerns at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. They want to put you in a car and make you happy so you keep coming back and you keep telling people to come back. That's the main idea at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com, Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. All right. Top 10 NFL players of 2022 voted on by said players. Patrick Mahomes, number eight, okay? Above him, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, T.J. Watt, Mm -mm. Devontae Adams, and then Mahomes, followed by Jalen Ramsey and Travis Kelsey. Those are your top 10. That's sick to me. That's sick. I don't know. What's your biggest? What's your biggest? <laughs> I think we all know what we're gonna say. I mean, obvi- it's it's glaring, <laughs> it's glaring, and I don't know if this is because they just want to have storylines or buzz, or if they just want to, you know, rub Brady up because he came back. But Tom Brady, at forty five years old, after what we saw last season, being the number one guy on the list, the best player in football, where where are we getting that from? What what? What makes us believe that? Who's going to make the case that Jonathan Taylor is a better player than Patrick Mahomes? Like, I like Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. But who's, I'm, I'm who's going to make the case that he's better than Patrick Mahomes? I'm not necessarily mad at at, at him being a below, in this case, Patrick Mahomes. Well, Jonathan Taylor is a top five player in the NFL? I, I think so. Well, I do think so. But I think how, the unanimous first draft pick, and, like, I'm, and I'm not starting with this. I know it's not a really strong case, but fantasy football, like, like no, so, the, so, 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 no, you already lost. So that's statistics. I'm going to turn my produce. mic off and go, go ahead. ahead go because, ahead. No, no, go ahead. And, that's what you no. produce right per, like, what you, you know who the number for three? your team statistically. Do you, know, you know who the number three person in fantasy football is? If they have Austin any, Eckler. If they have, so, again, Cooper we, Cup and then Jonathan Taylor. But Jonathan Taylor goes first before Austin Eckler. I know, I I'm just saying. You that. So what are we talking but about I'm here? Saying, because 90, Eckler's third, 90, first. 90% of Indianapolis' success, regardless, or failures, all on this guy. So I think he means that much to his team. When he plays well, they'll win. When he doesn't, they'll lose. And I think there's, uh, I mean, and I know the same can be said about Patrick Mahomes. About we're, talking about, we're talking about a running back, not a quarterback. Geno Smith's going to be the reason the Seattle Seahawks lose. Matt Ryan's not going right, to be the reason the Colts this. lose. I'll It'll be this. Jonathan Taylor. I'll say this. You replace Patrick Mahomes with a average quarterback. Alex Smith. 
and what do you get? AFC AFC title runs back to really winning seasons you, you, after winning season after winning season. You, you Alex don't. Smith. You what actually do you mean? don't. There's a reason why Alex Smith got pulled for Patrick Mahomes and they drafted him in the is. top ten. Of course there is. And they he, gave the franchise the, keys over to him and no then he doubt. started winning Super Bowls. Alex Smith was still a winner. The hardest leap to make in the NFL is to go from a team that's middling, making the wild card and getting bounced to a Super Bowl perennial contender for AFC titles game straight Damn at right. your home stadium. No doubt. You replace Jonathan Taylor with a replacement level running back. What do you get? The drop still good production behind that. I am back the, by the way. Behind Quentin Nelson, let's not forget running behind you, yeah. the best left guard in all of football and maybe one of the best offensive linemen of the past decade, especially for run blocking. You guys heard a great old line. I know it's hard knocks, so they, they they make it more dramatic and everything. But he run, a running back coach who wasn't who hasn't always been with the Colts said, "I might be coaching one of the best players in the National Football League to ever play the game." Like, Jonathan like, Taylor is he, like he, that. I'm like not, that. I'm not degrading him, but also, again, if we're talking about Brady being number one on this list, there's a priority put on quarterbacks because it's the most important position mm-hmm. in all of sports. Sure. I didn't even know that was going to be your glaring, glaring one. I thought it was going to be T.J. Watt. I thought that. I mean, T.J. Watt. I mean, it's, that's ridiculous. But I mean, again, I think he. I mean, he's a good player. He lives off the Watt name a little bit. Uh, a, a tad bit. But these are the players, so you got to think his, that. Like, and his production. Like, you don't think that the Watt name carries weight amongst players? His I, production I, tailed off once Bud Dupree went out. Sure. I, I mean, I understand that, but I think that him being at six just goes to show what other NFL players on the offensive line and in offensive meetings see on film. Like, they this, just dude's hating, a, this dude's a menace. They're hating on Mahomes at this point. Like, I think it also is a, it's a bit of like a fatigue of Maybe Mahomes. a little Mahomes fatigue. Sure. And then also he struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year, but guess where he ended up? And Fortnite. guess where Brady didn't? Fortnite. I'm talking about the AFC Championship game, at least. He made it to the overtime, and then he kind of – well, I want to talk about that. I, I would think, since this is a player's, a, a player's vote, I wonder if Pat Mahomes is down to eight because there's a lot of players who are saying, I want to see you without Tyreek Hill. <laughs> like, do it without Tyreek Hill. Do it with Juju. Yeah. See how that goes. I mean and, – and, and I would think that if he can – I mean, you see, Travis Kelsey's also on this list. Yeah, number like, seven. That matters, too. So that, I mean, he's obviously got weapons, but from a wide receiver standpoint, there's no doubt that they are diminished compared to what they've been over the last five, six years. Yeah, they are. And then he, ha- but he also has one of the most creative play callers in sure. all of football. Absolutely. And he also is one of the most talented people to ever pick up a football. And I can see putting Rodgers over him, but putting Brady over him right now is just, again, if this is just going to be a tip of the cap thing. If this is just going to be a thing where we're just, you know, it, it feels very propaganda pushed, like to be like, oh, Tom Brady's the number one NFL player in the league at 45 years old, another notch on his legacy. That's all that feels like versus actually grading out who would be better because, let's be honest, what would happen to the Buccaneers' odds to win the Super Bowl this year if instead of Brady it was Mahomes? It would go up. Yeah. I Yes. It would yes. go up. Especially, I don't think it would. Especially, it would go up. that crazy though. It would go up though. There are better. It'd be a couple hundred. Are they bucks. a better team? It'd be a couple hundred bucks. But are they a better team with Mahomes versus with Brady? Pick your poison. Especially now that the offensive line isn't what it is, because you talk about I want to see Mahomes without his weapons. I want to see Tom Brady without but more than three seconds to throw the ball. What if though this? You know, a lot of these guys are either uh, uh, going against Brady. They're seeing him, seeing his mannerisms, seeing how he conducts himself on the sideline, or seeing him how he conducts himself in a locker room. Some of this vote too goes to he might not be the best pure player on the field any longer, but that man commands more respect from anybody else in the league than any other other player, and that also goes into where these players are putting him. Because okay. I could see that being not Respect only thing. a part of it and two accurate. I love it. I, I love mean, it. There's no doubt. 
he got bounced in the divisional round. He wasn't spectacular in the regular season. So there's no – if you play out any of the results, yeah, then but, there's no reason to have him why, over Rodgers or Mahomes. That's why these are wildly <laughs> inaccurate, though, and that's why it's great sports talk radio fodder because yeah. we can discuss where these rankings are and why this person's here and yeah, he got I'm disrespected. It. But it's <laughs> – like Stone's eating this up. <laughs> he loves but, it. But, but for you, Theo, like – I get the, oh, how is Mahomes eight? That's garbage. And I'm sitting here trying to, like, justify how Jonathan Taylor, who's the best all-around player, arguably, in the NFL, why Patrick Mahomes is better than him. But the fact of the matter is, there are these are players who are voting for these people one way, one reason, or on a, on a face. It's fans. Yeah. We're thinking about them from a pure production standpoint. Yeah. But players are thinking about it. How shifty is this guy? In situations, how unstoppable is this person? In the locker room, how epic is this yeah, person? Yeah, how do we have to change our defense to right. this guy? I'll be honest with y'all, with too. A perspective we don't think about, right? Mm-hmm. I just, let's, let's not forget the running back position is dead. So what are we talking about here? That's well, the point. The individual great running back is dead. The running game is important, but the individual all-world running back is dead. He can't affect or impact the game in the ways that it matters, right. in the games that matter. Let's not forget what happened at the end of the year when Carson Wentz was able to throw that football game away because if they load up the box against Jonathan Taylor, he's... Right. And I like Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor's an exceptional running back. I saw him play in college multiple times. He played against FAU. I really like what he is. I think he is one of the best players in the NFL. But that position, I'm glad you said it. I have a hard time putting a running back, no matter who it is, in the top 10 in the NFL because that is such an interchangeable position where you can fill – and you can pick and pop and insert, and if you have a good offensive line, chances are you can have an ultra-productive runner and, by extension, running game. Yeah. He is a traditional back. He's a three-down back. They'll bring in mm-hmm. Naheem Hines to catch the ball you know, on third and longs and stuff, when they, and there's no reason for him to be in there, but he's a traditional back you guys he, were asking for. I'll ask you this. What do you need to see from Jonathan Taylor this year to say, okay, fine, he's a top-five player in the If NFL. he switches to a wide receiver. <laughs> I was about to say, like, <laughs> there's nothing – He, I mean, unless he like goes what, out my, there – Like a Miles Gaskin? Yeah. What, 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 Make what, him number what, 82. What, what are we talking about here? <laughs> unless he goes out there and legitimately, like, just kills the, the history books and whatnot, which is hard to do in the NFL in 2022 anyways, like, it just doesn't matter as much. Like, what would you need to see from Justin Tucker to put him higher on the NFL top 100? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a kicker. I mean, he just should have been higher than Mac Jones. So we he should have been. We, he should have been. But again, he's a kicker, and there's a premium put on quarterback because you can impact the game way more than what a running back can do. And you talk about fantasy football. What happens to Naeem Hines' fantasy football production this year, or where people rate him at, or rank him at on a week-to-week basis if Jonathan Taylor sits out? Naeem Hines is a top ten running back in fantasy football if Jonathan Taylor sits out. So there goes your whole fantasy football uh, argument. Was that, a, was that a Theo Dorsey statement? Naheem Hines has, has never sniffed being a top yes, 10 he has. fantasy running back. He's done it with Jonathan in, Taylor in. In the NFL before. I can't believe. He will. He would be a top no, 10, top 15 play. Be. He, he would. would be a top 15 fantasy football play uh, if Jonathan Taylor set out. You know the truth. Hey, Stone. Baylor. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Naheem Hines, top 10 fantasy football running He's back. He's finished top 10 in several weeks last year. Look it up. You're, if you're, you're, talking about, <laughs> you're, you're talking about 8, 9, 10, like, that's where guys like James Robinson lives. Like, like Naheem Hines, ain't, he ain't there. He will do it. Welcome to the big leagues. He's sitting at like 24. He will do it. 
24, 28. If Jonathan Taylor was sitting out, he would be a top 10, top 15 that's, player. That's just not true. It I, is true. I, that's just not true. Huh? The NFL players have <laughs> voted Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, TJ Watt, and Devontae Adams all ahead of Pat Mahomes. Sick. It has drawn the ire of Theo Dorsey. Which one of those players are you moving? Just pick one player you're moving just to get Patrick Mahomes up to seven. Who are you picking out of there? Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Perks himself, Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> TJ Watt, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Which of those are you putting behind Mahomes to bring him up into the top seven and make Theo happy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. When we return, is Tom Brady okay? And the debut of the 2022 College Football Funhouse. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVeca Alive on ESPN 106.3. Gorilla tweets, move Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and TJ Watt on out. Pat Mahomes, number four in the NFL player top ten. Jonathan Taylor, number six. How do you feel about that? You feel better about that, Theo? I, I wouldn't be as mad at that, but I still don't see the justification of having Brady over Rodgers or Mahomes. Again, I think it's how he handles locker rooms, handles teammates, handles. He's just more likable. Does less Percocets. Yeah, less or well, four he, games. And he is. He has the respect of every NFL player at this I mean, point, including Rodgers and Mahomes. This guy's winning MVPs off the Parkies, though. <laughs> oh my good. I mean, it's pretty oh, impressive. Hiawaska, Perks, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. He's just that man's just rolling MVPs. He's just dude. Built he's unstoppable. Different. He's unstoppable. I get it. He and, is, oh, except for when the playoffs come around. Uh huh. Right. He's very stoppable. By the way. You're horrible! Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is the most phony intellectual maybe on the planet You know right what? Now. I'm ready to go head-to-head with you. See, you're smart with he this. He uses big words. He reads so he thinks that he knows all that there is to know about the world. Like, when he, when he as soon as he starts going on Joe Rogan and starts going off on wokeness, yeah. that's when I knew that that dude doesn't know a damn thing that he's talking you about. You know what? I what disagree. A what what I disagree. I'm Aaron Rodgers is a bloviating ham-brained fool. I disagree. And don't, let him tell, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. When he started talking about, about contrails, what does it mean in the sky? That man is an absolute turd job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? Just because he takes ayahuasca and he's clear-minded doesn't mean that he knows anything. He wants you to think that he knows things, but doesn't know anything. <laughs> you, 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 you Just know, like Joe Rogan. You know my take. And Kyrie. You know, I say the best, the best players are the delusional ones, right? That's what makes them good, you know, athletes. He's but a great player, Stone. I was listening to them, both of them, and I said, damn, all right, Joe Rogan, you should just run for president. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, you should just run for vice president. And we're in good shape because these guys are kick ass. I love the whole thing. And you hate Joe Rogan and you hate Aaron Rodgers. And I thought they were putting good <laughs> stuff out there into the world the other day. I loved it all. He talked about how his teachers doubted him. Like, there's good stuff in there. The community college kid, junior college kid, had a gross spurt. Like, his story is cool. And he, he, he told it real spill style. It was cool. But, of course, there's, there's 
there's there's Trey Wingo's out there like you. No, that's cool. Who that's are just cool. Quote tweeting, no, no, that's quote fine. tweeting and putting hey, bad thing out into the world. Sh- uh, that's cool, Stone Travis or Clay <laughs> Labanowitz. That's cool. I, either one works. That's cool. I prefer Cocky Kane, but either one of those works. You're a sicko. But you're no. the one putting bad stuff out there when it comes because to Aaron Rodgers. Because Joe Rogan and, Joe. and Aaron Rodgers both suck. I don't. I, I don't know how you can go to bat. They don't know anything about anything, but they're grifters. The shrooms, both of man. them. The shrooms, they've just I think third people eye like guy. you get sucked in. I don't get sucked in. You're just like this degrading me. You the, just the said they should run for president I was, and vice president. I knew president. how mad he because, did at that. Because it was not that hard you're to sucked do. in. No, oh, I'm not sucked in. I'm the, sick of woke. Oh, woke. Who is he, DeSantis? The relationships that Joe Rogan has and the amount of people that come on his show and, and That doesn't and mean anything. Him, it means a lot. No, it doesn't. It means just it, you, he's, he's held on a higher pedestal. No, no, no. This guy talks like he can. He knows everything in the necessity. He, he gets called though. out on it. He says, oh, I'm not an expert in the field. Joe Rogan never claims to be an expert, and he always prefaces things with, you know, I think, or in my opinion. Like, he's good at what he does. There he's are three million talks, people man. in the world. There are three million people in the world that could do exactly what Joe Rogan that, does. But they don't. I promise but you But they don't. That. No one's gotten paid as much as this guy has. He's earned that bag. No one's gotten that bag. Yeah. So there, ain't, the there bag. ain't three other people. He's getting the bag. There aren't. They just not, aren't out there. You know who else gets the bag? Drug dealers. But that don't mean crack is good. You know what I'm saying? No. Does that make sense to because you? Because there's two million drug dealers. There's only one guy who's got a hundred million dollar contract to sit there behind a microphone. And there's a lot and of guys. That have, there's a lot of guys that get paid very large sums to sit behind microphones. Still. For sure, none as much as Joe Rogan. That's no, true. The That's people true. that get paid the most play, play into the grift the most. If I were to do it again, if I got into media, I would absolutely just be an absolute conservative grifter. And I would make millions, 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 millions of dollars. I'd be Tucker. I'd be Clay. I'd be the whole group. Alex, can and you listen, go as far as Alex? Nah, yes, I'm not going to go as far as Alex. Like, there's mental no. illness there. But all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that that is the easiest part of society to get riled up, to get angry, and to believe in what you're saying. They are the most... They are the most capable of being brainwashed on the planet, and then you make your millions. Look at Tucker Carlson, and I can't even be mad at him because it's smart what he's done, and he's taken <laughs> the bread. path of least resistance. Jason Whitlock still has a career oh. because he went to the grift. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Incredible, that's all I'm saying. incredible Whitlock, what he's been able to do. <laughs> I guess. Acho started leaning there a little bit. Acho uh, started uh, to dabble a little bit. He's starting to he, dabble in the world a little he bit. He over there, he, you know, yeah. a little shuck here. Just starting to dabble a little bit. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad Joe Rogan's made his money, but yeah. if you think that because he has on all of these experts in different fields, that makes Joe Rogan smart, uh-uh. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. I will say this, though, Stone, you're right. Back-to-back MVPs on Percocets? Oh, boy. That's yeah. talent. I don't make future blush. I don't, I don't want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was funny. He's definitely he's gonna link up with future. I think, uh, after, yeah, after this. This is, that's yeah. definitely next, right? A like, meeting of is, the mind. That yeah. that would be that would be something to uh, see. That's right. Um, I, I wanna I wanna just real quickly hear Tom Brady this weekend. Mm. He met with the media for the first time since coming back from his 11 day training camp hiatus, and 
One, Stone, how much money do you think he's put into his face? A couple million dollars. I mean, my God, those cheekbones have never been higher. I'm it's seeing, like looking at the Himalayas <laughs> on a man's face. I'm seeing lip fillers, too. Yeah, there's lip filler. I feel like that doesn't get talked about enough because... The cheeks, that explains the cheeks, the, though. Like the, the cheeks are high the Himalayas. <laughs> he looks sick sometimes. He looks sick. Yeah, and like I didn't want to I didn't want to like make fun of him because I yeah. thought maybe there was that, but now it just looks like it's cosmetic. It's very weird. It's been looking like that for the past like seven, eight years, though. It just it, it progressively gets more and more. Yeah. And, and, and he's, he thinks I, he's slick. There's no know. way he thinks he, we don't. We can't. I tell. almost feel like the hairline <laughs> has been like his like forehead's been pulled up a little bit. Like the hair <laughs> yeah. is. We know who's got you know uh, anxiety heading into the season right there. My Tom Brady, goodness, man. Listen, listen to Tom Brady. Listen to him because I've never – I want to make sure he's okay, but I've also never related to him more. Now, keep in mind, I'm 38 years old, okay? I got a lot of bleep going on. <laughs> this is my busiest time of year. I am I am struggling. I got meetings here. I got coaches shows here. I got football play-by-play. I got a plane to catch here, all this stuff. My wife's out of town doing business in the Dominican Republic, so I'm taking care of my kids for the next four days exclusively. Mm. Like Things are real right now. I've never related more to Tom Brady, and this is why I need to know if he's okay when he said this this weekend. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit on, so, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process, so. I'm 45 years old. I got a lot of bleep going on. Yeah. Tom, preach. Preach, man. I get it. I totally get it. But if you're a Bucks fan and you hear that, you're probably not feeling great, <laughs> You right? are worried. You are like, hold on, Tom. <laughs> like, he looks like he has got the weight of the world and filler in his shoulders. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. is worn out. He does not look like a man who just went on vacation exclusively to the Bahamas. He looks like he's, he's got some stuff. Yeah, I don't know what it is. We might not find out what it is. We had the report last week. He was in the Bahamas. I don't know if he's feeling pressure from his family to be around more, and he doesn't know how to juggle that. But, man, he is. I hear that, and one, I can relate, and two, uh, that's not going to help the Bucks' chances Mm-mm. at it, all. He no longer looks like that unshakable force. That he's vulnerable. Inevitable guy that is like the pillar of the locker room and whatnot. I mean, that's a little bit like when you're a kid and for the first time you see your parents kind of worried a little bit and you're like, oh, should I be worried? Like, hold yeah. on, is this a situation? That's actually a great analogy. You're yeah. exactly right. Like, your parents are the, the force of stability, right? Like, yeah. yeah, everything's going to be fine. We'll take care of it. And as soon as you see, like, the worry or, the, or you overhear a conversation or they're starting to crack a little bit, you're like, wait. <sighs> My parents are real people too. Yeah. Like they they are not unflappable. And you experience that for the first time around like ages seven, eight, nine, when you have a full you're starting to have the full wherewithal yeah. of like feelings and situations. This is what it feels like. Like we're eight, nine year old people and we see dad, dad Brady, <laughs> and he looks like he's cracking a I, little bit. I got a lot of bleep going on. Man. Like And I get it. I get it. It's life. From a human it's standpoint, life. I totally get it. From a football standpoint, if I was a Bucks fan, I'd be a little worried right now. Mm. A little worried. Yeah, I don't know if uh, my, my takes even qualified for this conversation. That's fine. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like this. I don't. I don't like how people we're respecting this kind of thing. Because why can't Malik Willis walk up to the podium? Say, I'm 22 years old. I got a lot of bleep going on. I mean, I think young guys 
are facing a lot of stuff in the league than somebody who Tom Brady can get whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants it. This guy can go on vacation in the middle of training camp. And you got family stuff going on. What about the guys with no family? What about the guys with, you know, who are raising a kid, newly engaged? You know, Brother, like that, let me tell you. I mean, I understand. I, I understand the age gap and what comes with it. But Tom Brady, I think you're sitting very pretty opposed to guys who are trying to stay on a roster, who are from Nigeria and coming into the country and, like I said, trying to make that 53-man roster, right? You don't know where your life's going to be in two years opposed to a guy sitting on $500 million. I mean, all right, brother, you got a lot going on. Well, so do the other 1,000 guys in the NFL. I totally agree. I totally agree what you're saying. But just from... Just from a, like, look at it from Tom Brady's perspective, right? Like, he got to the league. He's worked hard. It's been all football, 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 football. Family's in the offseason, right? This dude has been all football. And now, I'm pretty sure, it seems like to me, and I'm purely speculating, but he's starting to get pulled in different directions Mm. during a time of year where he was always been allowed to fully focus. Yeah. And he's at an age where maybe, and I think the retirement may have given us an indication, it has seeped into his brain that there's life. And maybe an enjoyable life after this, right? Yeah. And so a guy who it's been all football, steel fortress mind, full focus, and now there's some thoughts seeping in. And there's some people expecting things of him that never expected things from him in this time of the year. And he doesn't truly know how to compartmentalize it. All I'm saying, Stone, is I get what you're saying, especially if you're one of these bubble NFL players, and a lot of them are about to lose their jobs in the next uh, 16 hours, okay? Mm -hmm. I totally get it. But things change when family comes in, when kids come in. If I could take my 22-year-old life from a pure, and I wasn't making money at all. I was broke as hell. Terrible credit, awful. When I speak about Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach, and when I had the bad credit, that was the apex of it. I was a wreck, but you know what? You don't have anybody you're responsible for at that point. Most of us don't. Yeah. It is so much easier to live in that world than it is when suddenly you do have human beings you're responsible for. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm the, not trying to denigrate what you said. There are tw- I'm just telling you. Sure, I know, and I hear you loud and clear. I have nothing to rebut, except there are 21, 22-year-old kids in the league who are responsible for people. And I think there's that's really, true. There's really like, no arguing that. Who are not sudden, mentally, like, should, aren't mentally advanced enough to be doing so. Totally, yeah. and now aren't even financially stable if we're talking about bubble guys. But we're doing Tom Brady, right? You're walking into the booth with the highest contract an analyst has ever been paid. Cry me a river. <laughs> I did forget about the Fox gig. Fi- what is it, $500 million or, yeah. or something? I okay, sorry, that. brother. You can retire. I mean, uh, the world ain't all about and you. Maybe, I get the sense he's like, it thinks it's all about you. Well, like, come on, bro. Maybe he was just being, he was just trying to be a dude. Maybe there's nothing wrong. And he sure. says, hey, I got stuff going on. I'm 45 years old. I got bleep going on. But he, just the way he looks, and the way he sounded gave off to me an impression of someone who's feeling a little broke, some stress that yeah. he hasn't felt before for whatever reason, whatever it might be. But he's in a situation that he's not accustomed to and he's uncomfortable with. It, it's definitely there is some genuineness about it, right? Like I don't feel like he was just trying to blow people off the scent so they could stop asking about the eleven days or whatnot. There's something genuinely going on with him. But again, there's something genuinely going on with the thousands of guys in the league. It's just we don't care to ask him about it as much because he's Tom Brady and they're not. Right. So Exactly. Yeah. He's just a little bit different uh, level of, of player yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, apparently little... he's number freaking one in the league. So that's... <laughs> it's, just, it's a little more jarring when he says, 
I got stuff going on, man. Like, then uh-huh. it would be any other person. Uh, that's Theo Dorsey, <laughs> WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Ah, we need a third hour. I got nine different things I still want to get to, and we're going to have to carry it to tomorrow. Football fans, Cover 5 is back for the kickoff of football season. Sign up for Cover 5, a free-to-play sports game for season-long fun. Join for free at Cover5.com or the Cover 5 app, which is also free. It's super easy to play. All you have to do is pick five NFL teams each week that you believe will beat the spread. The more points the team covers, the more you score. Highest score of the week will get an ESPN West Palm prize pack, which includes tickets to some of your favorite teams and more. The season-long winner will take home a Honda Classic Bear Trap prize pack. Use the code WPB22 to join. That's WPB22. Official contest rules can be found at ESPNWestPalmContest.com. Plus, cover five with us. Mm. Joe is in Jupiter. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. I'll be quick. First of all, I, I like Tom Brady, but... It- before I say what I'm going to say, unless there's something seriously medically going on with his wife or kids or his family, then I totally respect that. But other than that, he's a billionaire. You know what he's? You know why he's freaking out and most rattled and worried? Because he doesn't know what in the hell he's going to do facing Micah Parsons Sunday night, <laughs> 8.20 p.m. Eastern, <laughs> with a half-depleted offensive line. Mm. Where is he going to oh, run? Because he can't run. My. He's going to be in the hospital. That's what something. he's worried about. He's on to something. How about them Cowboys? Let's go. Oh, Joe, that was – that's good. That is that is good. He's is, on to something there, though. Tom Brady is actually the only thing weighing on him is the prospect of with two NFL offensive linemen in front of him going up against the Cowboys defense. I mean, Micah Parsons is – I mean, we talk about NFL top 100. He'll be in the top 10 next year. Yeah. Like – and he probably would have been if he wasn't a rookie based off of production last year. It's crazy. Um, I need to bring this up before the end of the show. Uh, somebody that all three of us knew um, passed away wildly, unexpectedly mm. over the weekend. I mean to a point where I'm in the middle of an FAU broadcast and I had to pause because I couldn't quite grasp what I was reading. But Jason Jenkins, who was the head of communications and community development with the Dolphins, passed away completely out of nowhere on Saturday. We don't know what happened. I don't think it even matters what happened, but he leaves behind a beautiful family, and he truly was, and I know we have a tendency to, when someone passes, uh, talk about them in the most glowing light, um, and we feel like we have to do that because they've passed and it's respectful, and sometimes it's not true. This is the most tragic sports related death I can remember in South Florida in quite some time. There is no way this man deserved to be taken uh, in in his, his late 40s like he was. He was one of the nicest human beings, the most competent human beings, the most helpful human beings, the one who cared the most of any human being I've ever met. I got to know him very closely when I covered the Dolphins. He started as the lowest level of communications with the Dolphins. Under that point, Fitz Allison and the leader of that department, Harvey Green, worked his way up to the top into the front office, and his passing is not only a gigantic loss for the Dolphins and for us in media, but for the entire South Florida community and the entire NFL. And so, sincerely, we're thinking about Jason's family, everybody here at ESPN West Palm, our largest condolences to not just the Dolphins family, but his immediate family. What a massive loss. That's Theo, that's Stone, I'm Ken. Take care.